Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hi guys and welcome to the Spurs preview episode. Hello guys, um, welcome back. Um, let's just jump straight in um, for the Spurs preview. Um, lineups, uh, what are you going for? Um, well, this sounds really, really bad, but it's a big game for big players. So I can see Dean Smith putting Barkley back in the team. Ooh. Louise will be in the team. It's a big team, so it'll be big players. As bad as it sounds, you can sort of experiment with your Ramseys and your Samsons and stuff like that against your Newcastles and your Sheffield Uniteds and stuff. But when you're against a team like Spurs, it's a big game for big players. And I'm not saying that Ramsey isn't up for it, that Samson isn't up for it, that Nakamba can't do it. Um, but I can see Barkley coming into the starting lineup um, and Louise playing as well. But obviously... I would make a few changes, but it's all down to injuries because obviously we're doing this podcast before uh, Smith's done his uh, preview for Sky Sports and stuff. So we don't know if uh, Cash is ready for a full 90 minutes. We don't know if Jack is... I mean, we know Jack's back light training, I guess, but we don't know if he's fit for the game. My sneaking suspicion is if he was ready for the game, we would have, like Villa Twitter, would have absolutely um, loaded pictures of him training if him you know what I mean because they love having pictures of Jack so I don't think Jack will play um, just because yeah just because there's been no noise about about it on any social medias or Villa Twitter hasn't had a picture in training much or do, do you know what I mean so I don't see Jack playing I do see Cash yeah. starting you won't put a player on the bench if he's not ready to play because um, what happens if Alma got injured the first minute of the last game Cash would have got subbed on and have played the whole game. So yeah. he's got to have some sort of fitness and um, been ready for it. So I expect Cash to come in. Yeah. Um, and actually, I forgot about this as well. We don't know if Ture's fit because obviously he bruised his rib. Nothing's came from Villa about that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's another interesting one. So we could be forced into another change on the wing for that. Um, so I'll do it as Jack is not playing and I'll do it and I'll do Torre into the team and if Torre's not playing I'll put who I'll put in the team okay. um, so my lineup will obviously be Martinez in goal best keeper in the Premier League but moving on um, right back make Matt, Matty Cash back the best looking guy in the team um, <laughs> I think he'll be there uh, obviously you're not going to move Mings or Konza and again one of the ever-present players in the team, Target, Mr. Consistent, I'm going to start calling him. Um, even, even if he does look like one of the in-betweeners, yeah, I think he'll be there. Um, the midfield three, I think he'll go back to the power three. So you're looking at Barkley, McGinn and Louise. Again, it's a big game for big players. So I think Barkley will come back in. I think Louise will play and I think McGinn. And to be fair, they are our best three at the moment. I know Samson's been brought in to play in, in, in that role, but I don't know if Spurs is a step too far. Yeah. 
Um, but if I do expect any of the centre mids to play, it would be Samson over any of them. So if McGinn didn't play or Barkley didn't play, I fully expect Samson to play instead. But I just think it's a massive game. And maybe it's a game that could change Barkley's season. You never know. It could be like a Liverpool game where he just uh, ran it. So fingers crossed for that. Front three, obviously Watkins up top. No other choice there, even though I wouldn't change it. I'm just saying we haven't really got another choice. But Watkins up top. Um, it would have to be Al Ghazi and Trezeguet on each wing. If Torre's playing, then um, it will be Torre and Al Ghazi on either wing. But Trez will come into the team if Torre isn't playing. Uh, it does leave us a bit short on the bench, though. So I think we may see a very youthful bench. I think that young lad that's just signed a contract would be on the bench, that young winger. I don't know how to say his name, but I think he'll be on there. But we are going into this game with a slightly weakened squad, with maybe Torre not in it, with maybe Jack not in it. But it is what it is. It's a uh, squad uh, game. So you've got to trust your players. Yeah. So I fully trust whoever we have. We probably just won't have an amazing bench, but it's fine. I can deal with that. Um, and tactics-wise... It's going to be, in my opinion, no long, no long balls. It has to be a game that we play on the deck, but also you've got to look at danger men to keep them out of the game. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It will be a game that's based on strategy, in my opinion. I think, obviously, the great minds of uh, Jose and, obviously, um, Smith still learning his trade in the Premier League. I think it will be a, an interesting battle of the minds. Yeah, as you say... It, it... It is going to be interesting. Uh, my lineup is different, and I, I don't think we've played it this season, if I'm honest, if I can think. Um, so, I've, I've, just to try and change it up a little, I've gone 3 4 2 1. So, there's going to be no wingers. Um, I'm like, because I think we can get the width from the fullbacks, especially with, con- um, especially with Cash coming back. So, obviously, I've gone Martinez. I've gone a back three of Mings on the left, Engels in the centre, and Cons on the right. Uh, and then, obviously, for my wing-backs, cash and target. I've got Louise and McGinn sitting in the midfield with either Sanson and Jack playing behind Watkins, or if Jack's not fit, as as you said, there's been no real outburst of him being back. So, if it isn't, then Sanson and Barkley. Um, reason being is they've got... We can normally handle one very good player, but when you've got Bale on form, Kane on form, I know there's a question mark on Son, but, you know, there's three top players who can all hurt us. So that's why I've gone for a back three just to try and shore it up. Because the problem is we can't really sit deep and let them come at us. Because if we do, they're going to hurt us. You know, we, we can't soak up pressure for 90 minutes non-stop from, pretend, well, three world-class players. Um, so we've got to kind of go for the juggler straight off the bat and obviously cut out the stupid mistakes like, you know, the misplaced passes, the wayward crosses that never hit the target. And obviously, as I said, I haven't got no wingers. It's just because I think that's where we've had a lot of issues supporting Watkins is because the wingers have just not been up to scratch. So I just think we just need to try and find, which we've been missing all season, uh, plan B. But how do you see the game going? Do you... You know, do, do you think we're going to go straight at them? Do you think we're going to hit them on the coat? No, what, what do you think? Um, even though we're playing at Villa Park, I mean, home and away don't really matter yeah. now in, in uh, this season. But 
as bad as it sounds, it will be counter play football, in my opinion. Spurs are on too good form. You've got to look in the last five games, Spurs have won four and lost one. I mean, <laughs> compared to our, we've won one, lost two and drew two. They're in incredibly good form. It's like they've found form when we don't yeah. want them to. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, a three out of their four wins have been against Burnley, Fulham and Palace. So I'm not going to get over, overexcited. But to be fair, we lost against Burnley. And so it just shows you these are the little games that we should have won. Um, to me, it's, it's their key men that we need to sort of watch out for. Because when you look at Kane, 13 goals, uh, no, sorry, 13 assists and 16 goals. Yeah. You need to stop him doing and, and anything. But then you don't want to put too much emphasis on him because like you said Bale the last few games has sort of tur- started to turn up so it's like I can see why you've gone three at the back and, and uh, wing and wing backs and you n- never know he might um, Smith might adapt that approach and sort of do something drastic and do that but I don't know but to win this game you just need to keep Kane and Bale quiet um, obviously there's a question mark on Son because um, in my opinion, they're the game changers. If you can keep them quiet and then we're sorted, I mean, when you've got the back four of what we've got, I'm really confident. You just gotta we just gotta make sure that if we play McGinn and Louise in front of the back four, them two have like a stupidly good game. Because if them two are on form protecting the back four, I think we've got a better chance. And I just I do think it'll be on the count on the counter attack, as bad as it sounds, playing at home. It you've You've just got to adapt yourself, and to be fair, against big teams, you've not got to lower your expectation, but sort of realise how you're going to like sort of attack a team. And um, I'm looking at their defence, their centre, uh, their centre backs. So is it Alderweireld and Dyer? Alderweireld's a very good centre back and plays very well. The one that we need to target is Dyer because I don't think he's an out-and-out centre back, and I don't think he's great in decision making. So if we can make him panic on the ball, I think we can do okay. I mean, looking at their, we pretty much know what formation they're playing. I did, did a bit of research. They play four-two-three-one, so pretty much the same formation as we play quite a bit. But they've played it twenty times, so I would expect them to play, to play it again. So basically, they're four at the back. They have two in front of their back four, and then they have the three behind the one, and obviously the one up tops normally Kane. So, um, yeah, in my opinion, this game will be won if we can silence Kane and Bale. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And that's why I went three at the back because basically I want angles on Kane as if he's acting like his shadow. You know, I want him to smell his farts because he's just going to have to be on... Somebody's going to have to be on him for the entire game. And uh, I'm pretty sure they take the majority of the set pieces as well, uh, especially the free kicks. So, um, which I find a bit strange that a centre forward does that, but um, but yeah, we just kind of got to be on them, especially Kane, as you said. Like for how good he is at scoring goals, he's making them as well, which is quite frightening, really. Um, but as you said, they're back forward like dear dire in it. Um, West Ham showed that they've got chinks in their armour, um, and we've got to kind of replicate that. They have got a decent back four, and obviously Larice has been brilliant for majority since he's been at Spurs but of late they are you know they are beatable at the back and as I say West Ham showed that um, but my worry is that for 10 games since 
we've we've not uh, sorry it's been 10 games since we scored more than one in a game and it's against Spurs so I can't see it being on our side I'm hoping I'm wrong but I can't see us scoring many many goals um like I said it's just I think we're going to have to rely more on our back four than we are on Watkins to keep us kind of in the game without being too harsh on Watkins and that but I just think like them going to come at us and that's where my kind of panic is. Yeah, I mean, the little sort of sticky patch that we're in the seasons, not ideal coming up against Spurs, don't get me wrong. But I'm not defeated, though. No. I'm a lot more confident than I was last season. <laughs> I have so much confidence in our back five, like so much confidence in, in our back five. I never go into a game thinking, bloody hell, we're going to get battered here. I'd never think that now. Because no. in my opinion, our back five, we've obviously Cash being in the back five, it just it sort of takes a lot of the stress away because then that means the game is either going to be lost in midfield or the game will be lost due to us not yeah. taking our chances. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I think such a big game. That's why I think Smith will look at Barkley and McGinn and Louise, and I just think if Barkley's ever going to show his worth to Villa fans, because there's a lot of faith and a lot of like fans sort of getting a bit tired of Barkley now. He's a very good player. He's just not shown it for the past five or six games and it's quite frustrating because we played quite easy teams. So but this is the game that Barkley could change it. Um but he also could be another game that we carry him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um I mean Spurs in the league aren't like I think they're only above us by one position. They've played one game more. We've done 27, they've done 28. They've won 13, we've won 12. They're on 45 points, we're on 41 points. So we're not miles apart. We're not no. miles away from Arsenal. We're on the same points, I believe. Uh, so like, it shows you that we're in the mix with all these big teams. So you sort of think to yourself, oh, I'm not having that bad of a season, so I can't moan. No. Um, the only moan I'm going to have is the fact that it's half seven on a Sunday night. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. Like, the weekend's virtually over. Like, now, if we lose, it's not going to ruin my weekend. It'll ruin my week <laughs> because I've got to wait till our next game. And I hate it. Like, just Saturday at three o'clock, done. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's half seven, like. I mean, I know it's because they're trying to show more games and we can watch it, but it's just like, oh, I've got to wait till half seven. <laughs> Bloody hell, I can't be bothered with that. But I will, obviously, watch it. But, um, yeah, so that's my only mind. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so... Going uh, on to the predictions then, uh, what's your score prediction? I mean, this is probably, of all the podcast episodes we've done, we've only, obviously, we're quite new in the podcasting, so we've only done a few games. This is probably the sort of Hardest team we've had to do it for, I'd say, with all yeah. the podcasts we've I done. Agree. I mean, you could say Leeds was one of the hardest ones, but this is out of, I don't think we've played a top five, top six team in, since we've done the no. podcast. No. So you've got to be realistic. And I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to win 4-0. If you said to me, oh, you'll get a draw, sorted, I'm fine. I just don't want to lose. Um, so I think it's going to be a draw. As much as I want to say that we're going to win, and I want to say that, um, but Spurs are in very good form. Um, you've got to look at the 
you've got to look at the stats, you've got to look at our best player potentially not playing still, look at our past results, stats, how we've not played great. I'm not going to be silly enough to say that we're going to win. But then you look at our Robin Hood style that we've been doing against lesser teams and beating better teams. But I think it will be 1-1. I think we'll score, but I also think Spurs will score. I think Spurs have got too much quality not to score. And I think we don't tend to not score, if that makes sense. We don't normally do nil-nils. We either go for a win or bust. So it'll be a 1-1. It doesn't bother me who scores, but I hope it's Watkins that scores because I just want him to get on the score sheet. He was unlucky not to get credit to the goal against Newcastle. I just want him to get some goals on the uh, board. Yeah, I've gone, same as you, I'd love a win. Um, but I think it's going to be a 1-1. Um, and I'm hoping it's, obviously, I'd love a win. I mean, would you prefer uh, a nil-nil to get Martinez another clean sheet? Or would you, would you prefer Watkins to score? What, what would you prefer? Um, another, another clean sheet. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think... The boat's gone on Watkins scoring 20 a season, but the opportunity there is for Martinez to get the record for clean sheets as a, for Villa in the best ever season and for him to get the golden glove. So I would go for, um, yeah, I'll go for Martinez. I still think, um, I mean, I'm not sure how many goals Watkins has got. I've not got that notes written down, but I think he'll score 15 plus still. But I think the boat's gone on him getting 20 goals a season, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So... I'd rather Martinez gets the... I think he has to get 15 or 16 to beat Friedel's. So, and then hopefully see if he can get the golden glove in his first season would be quality. Yeah, I'd probably go... To be honest, I'd, I'm, I'm going to go the other way just because everyone's kind of raving about Martinez, which I'm glad about. But then everyone kind of... It took a bit of limelight off Watkins, so I'd love him to get a, a, a goal and just go 1-1. One, one. I know... It obviously upsets the clean sheets for Martinez, but um, I would just kind of like Watkins to get a goal. Cause he, and normally, when he gets a goal, he normally goes on a run. You know, you, you normally see when he yeah. gets one goal, pretty much yeah. can bank him scoring in the next two or three games. So uh, I'd go for a Watkins, so that's why I've gone for a 1-1. Um, I know we did a poll on the last one about if you could get rid of one and one only, who would you have? Al Ghazi and Trevor Day. And I did post it on Twitter and say that I would reveal the results. Um, so I've had a look and there was 516 people voted um, and Trezeguet was voted to leave by 68%. So, yeah, you won that one because I said I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the new question, which I'm going to post on Twitter, is I know the England lineups are going to be called today at 2 o'clock. We are recording this on Thursday uh, at what, half 10, is it? So yeah, uh, with before, and everyone's talking about Conza deserves it, Target deserves it. We know Jack's going to pretty much be in there if he is fit. Mings is pretty much going to be there, especially being left-footed. That kind of helps him out. So, question is, if you could only pick one more, would you have Target or Conza? It's a tough, it's a tough one, that is. <laughs> because Target has been Mr. Consistent and any, let's not... Cons- Compared to how he was last season, Target has been a monster because we used to regularly say he used to disappear in big games. Um, this season, not that. Conza didn't really have a chance last season. This season, he's taking it by storm. I'm going to go Conza 
and that's not I don't think Target deserves it I think I'm going to go Konza because as much as he's been as consistent as Target I think Target's been banging out 7 out of 10s for most games I think Konza's just been edging it with 8 out of 10 in every game I just think oh it's just really really hard isn't it that is because they're both <laughs> playing absolutely quality and if you look at stats for centre-back, surely Cons is in top three, maybe top four for English centre-backs this season. And same as Target, he's got to be in top three, top four for left-backs this season for English left-backs. Yeah. Um, you've got to put Target up there with the likes of Cheerwell and Shaw that are having very good seasons. You've got to put Cons up there that's having a very good season like Stones. And people say Maguire, I Obviously, we both voice our concerns on Maguire, how much of an absolute shed he is. But um, I'm going to go for Konza purely because, yeah, he's just literally edging it, but only just. I just think, like like I said, Target's been banging out seven out of tens this season with some eights, but Konza's just been doing a little bit better. And it's just a really, really hard question because they both deserve it. And hopefully they both get the chance to do it in a friendlies because who have we got next? But he's San Marino. You can put anyone in that team and they'll do well. So, yeah, just give him a chance. But yeah, I'm just going to go Konza and I just hope either of them, I hope either of them get a call up. Yeah. Um, I, to be fair, when I asked the question, thought of the question, I personally still don't know the answer. But, yeah, for Tough me, one. Mings, I think Konza has been better than Mings, in my opinion, for the season. I just think Konza is a Rolls Royce of a centre half, and he has got yeah. Mings out of trouble for a few times. I'd say Konza uh, has got Mings out of trouble more than vice versa, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And I saw the stat of him not being dribble past. And when it was last season, everyone was raving about Van Dyke, but now it's Konza from Little Old Villa. It, it doesn't matter. I know he's probably been beat now, but. Up until not that long ago, he, he wasn't dribbled past. Um, however, on the other side, Target has gone from being who we thought every time he played a big team, oh, he's going he's gonna to hold his, uh, his armstring or, you know, has to be took off. And he's gone from that to pretty much running down that left side and pairing up with Jack. And I genuinely think, as good as Jack is, I think Target's a main reason behind his improvement um, because their link-up is... Is extraordinary. Um, so for that, I'm gonna go target. But like I say, there's no wrong answer. Um, but I'm gonna go target. Obviously, just to you chose Konza. Uh, I, I, there's no look. Like, oh, it's hard. It's such a hard question. But, it is. It is. But I'm gonna go target, especially being San Marino. Um, I would love to see target and Jack down that left side with Mings playing just to the right of target. That would be such a a nice thing for you know, for Villa fans to see. So I'm going to go target. But as I say, it, I can't really give a, a way, which, you know, you, but I'm going to put that question on, on tw- uh, Twitter. Thank you for everyone that voted in the Al Ghazi. Yeah, one. those 500, 500 people. It's awesome. I mean, for Trez to have 68%, I didn't realise it would be that much of a... Yeah, yeah, I thought... That much of a decision. <laughs> I mean, I can see why. Like, I'll go on by why I said it, because... Trez hasn't changed games like Al Ghazi has. I think that's what, because Al Ghazi can, can have absolute waldies. But when Trez has a good game, it's not because he scored a goal or got an assist or this and that. It's because he runs a lot. That was, I think that's what the difference is. I think this season, 
Trez just hasn't turned up as much as he did last season. Um, I don't know if he's believed his own hype because of he pretty much kept us up with the goals he scored and then he sort of just relaxed on his laurels and just sort of went, okay, well, I saved us, so I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. And Algarzi's improving a bit more. Like, but when, when Algarzi comes on, I think to myself, okay, something might happen. If Trez comes on, I'm like, okay, he's going to just run his heart out and it'll do all right. Do, do you know what I mean? But I think this poll with Konza or Target um, will be very much sort of 48 and 52 sort of res- of a result, in my opinion. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's I think it's going to be hard to split opinion on it. And it's a shame that Cash has got injured because I think Cash would be in it too. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping it comes out 50-50, to be honest, but I, I doubt it very much so. Um, but, yeah, on the Elgar, like for the Elgarzi Trezor guy, um, to be honest, I don't think either are going to take us to the next level. Personally, no. I think both need to go in the summer, but it's very rare we see us have... Uh, um, obviously, we had a big exodus when we first come up, but that was because of contracts ending and such and forth, but, and loans and stuff, but... It's very rare we see us have a massive overhaul of selling players because we, we, we just we, we just don't seem to do it um, in like one window. So it was just yeah. I don't think there was a wrong answer. I think nobody would be shocked to see neither at Villa Park next season. But uh, but yeah, like I say, he's, I, I can see why people wanted Trezor Gay gone because, as you said, his work rate is pretty much his only. You know, he's, he's only perk, if I'm honest, because he can fluff a lot. Yeah. But then the inconsistency of Al Ghazi kind of outweighs that for me personally. But obviously, I yeah. got outvoted quite heavily. <laughs> so hopefully I'll win this one with uh, the old uh, target. Maybe he'll do me a favour. But, but yeah. Literally, I couldn't call it. It'll be interesting to see what the result is. I'll tell you something else I thought about Trezeguet leaving as well. And this may sound really, really dumb, but Almo's getting released any yeah. at the end of the season. I don't think we're going to offer him another contract. And obviously, Almo and Trez are quite obviously tight because they're both from the same country and national team, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So, is that going to have a play? Do you think Trez will maybe leave because Almo will go? As bad as it sounds and as stupid as it sounds, that could be another reason. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's a good point, really, because there was plenty of time, especially last season, when if Trezeguet come on, Elmo was coming on with him. Um, there was, you know, you, you, it was rare to see um, to see them pen not being together, if that made sense. Like, you could always have Elmo with somebody else, but it was rare to see Trezeguet without Elmo coming on. So, yeah, it could play a massive part. And like you say, especially both of them being, um, you know, the same nationality. And I'm going to assume... When we signed Trezeguet, Almo was the one that helped him, you know, get bedded into the country and the league and stuff. So, yeah, it it, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And to be fair, I don't know how much we paid for Trez, but I think we'll get our money back. He's young. He's not a bad player. And again, it's one of these signings that were brought in to make money. If you know what I mean? It was one of these signings that we paid a certain amount for him and we wouldn't get anything less back yeah. for him. I think that's the difference from our signings since he got since he came in the Premier League. Everyone's been of a certain age, of a certain calibre. I could say every signing that we've made would get the same amount or more. If that makes sense. I don't think there's any player that we've brought since we've came up that would get less. Yeah, I, 
yeah, I'd probably the only one that I'd probably have a slight question mark on is Wesley being out for too long. But obviously yeah. that was obviously yeah. we didn't sign him with the expectations of him being out for pretty much two seasons or a season and a half rather. Um, so you know, yeah. it'd be a bit unfair to throw him in that. But yeah, I I, I agree with that. To be fair, um, because like I said, he, pretty much everyone was bought kind of not a full, you know. A polished player there was pretty much most was bought a bit like a rough diamond and you yeah. know like because obviously when we bought Conza people moaned about it when we signed Luis okay he was a Brazilian under 23s and Villa fans are not used to seeing Brazilians um so it was kind of like well, you now we got a Brazilian under 23 yeah? um and somebody that pep rated but then you know you signed the Canberra and all that a lot of players that we never heard of and and let's be honest, if Mings hadn't come on load and we signed him, I think people would have moaned about Mings because a lot of people put question marks on Mings when we took him on loan um, because of his injury record and, you know, being a reserve Bournemouth player. So, like you say, we don't really sign polished players. I mean, I think we're going to get to the point where we're going to start seeing these polished players um, coming in um, once we've reached a certain level. But, as you say, I can't say yeah. as many players have come in and... You know that that you know have been polished players, and we're not going. We've had their best years, so we're not going to get any money for them. You know that was kind of like Villa of the past signing. You know your McCormacks, your your Codgers, your um, your, your Uncle Alberts and things. So yeah, I agree with that. I think I think like if we was going to sell Trezeguet, um, I'm not sure of the fee. I, I've got ten million in my head, but I might be. I probably could. Be. Yeah, yeah, it was around that, wasn't it? You can't tell me he's not worth that, especially being in the Premier League for two years. And, you know, he has got goals yeah. to his name. And when you think like people like Brewster's gone for silly money, you've hardly, you know, done it and signed Kiefer Bournemouth. You think you can get your money back easily. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that totally. Yeah, uh, obviously, just um, hitting on you about Wesley. We've not mentioned him this episode, actually. I do hope... Obviously, we see him soon. We say this every podcast. We do hope we see him. Again, we've not seen anything about him. We just know he's back to training. Um, he's not been in the last few squads for under-23s. Do I expect him to have a surprise pinging on the bench? Uh, no, because Smith's very much giving people minutes, isn't yeah. he? So I think he won't be a surprise bench player until he's played in the under-23s. Yeah, I agree with that. I think when you start seeing him bash out, you know, 45, 60 minutes for the under-23s, then you start thinking, you know, potentially he could be on the bench for Saturday. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be any time soon. Maybe, maybe in time for Fulham, maybe. Uh, maybe that's still a bit too soon. Yeah. You know, we've got Liverpool, which I think will be a, a harsh game to bring them back on to. Um, yeah. Because he's, cause he's got to get back to yeah. the speed of things and the Premier League isn't slow and it's intense. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, the Liverpool game might be a bit too uh, too explosive because I think Liverpool will go hard because, obviously, we absolutely humiliated them. Yeah, definitely. I'd like, if I could get him just for the Albion game, just for that. I don't know exactly when it is. Um, I'm still right in thinking we've still got to play him. Um, then, yeah, then... Yeah. Yeah, I'd be well happy for him to come back in that and just get a goal. If that's his only goal of the season, I would absolutely love it. So, I was just gonna say, like, if he scores one or two goals, 
even if he scores one goal on his comeback, it's fine. It just means like he's put his mark on on the season and he's back into it. Then put a then put a whole preseason under his belt, and then we sort of got a new player. Like will be a new signing. So I can't wait to see him back. And um, our bench needs it massively. Yeah, definitely because I'd take Wesley on crutches over Keenan Davis. And so yeah, it's yeah. I think. It's really harsh on Davis. I think he's been put on a really. I think the club's not protecting him because I don't think we're making him look any better than what he is, in my opinion. We should have loaned him out to a championship club and we should have got another striker. And surely we could have got a cheap, young, sort of up and coming player to be on a bench that's better than Davis. Or we could have loaned a veteran forward to see out the season. But I don't think, as a club, we've done anything to make Tavis look good. I think bring him on with either 10 minutes or four minutes or three minutes to change a game. It's not going to improve his confidence and it's not going to improve him as a player. Yeah. So I do feel really, really bad for him. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he needs a season in the championship, a run of how many odd games as 90 minutes to get used to it. And maybe we'll see a good player after that, like Tammy did when he went on loan to Swansea and us and stuff he killed it he came back to Chelsea and it's obviously he's doing good um, yeah I don't think it's I don't think he's a bad player I just think we've let him down and we should have loaned him out yeah like I said that's just me basing it on his ability that I'd, I'd rather have you know somebody on crutches but I don't think he's a bad person I'm not going to say he doesn't try because he probably does um, but he's just he's just not Premier League quality in my opinion and as you say, that he should have had a loan. He should have had a loan a, a while ago now. And I think it might be too little too late for him. Um, but maybe putting him into the championship, maybe putting him in the shop window for some, you know, championship type uh, play, uh, club, sorry, to come take him or somebody getting promoted from League One. I, I don't know of his current ability. But oh, from from a Villa point of view, he's he's just not the answer. And he's just... He, he's just not what we need. And as you say, giving him five, six minutes here and there isn't ideal for him. And if that's how you was going to use him, then I don't understand why we didn't let him get loaned out to have full 90s week in, week out. Um, because like you say, he's not going to, we, we pretty much know he's not going to score goals. Um, so you might as well give that position on the bench to somebody like a Louis Barry, who, who's proven it. Okay, then yeah, he did it in one game against Liverpool, but... It's Liverpool <laughs> at the end of the day. And he, he did it. And I know, and probably, you'd probably know that if Keenan Davis was in the same position Louis Barry was for that goal, he, he's not going to score that the way Barry did. So I think then minutes yeah. would, that Keenan Davis, yeah, okay, five, six minutes here and there, personally would benefit Louis Barry more than it would Keenan Davis, who is roughly the same age as Wesley. So it just kind of shows, you know, where where we think Wesley is a what a twenty million pound striker that we paid for, and Keenan Davis, you know, where his best tally is what four goals, something like that, six goals in in the championship many moons ago. So, well, I think I'm right in saying as well, Davis hasn't scored no, a Premier yeah. League goal. So when you bring a striker on that's never scored a Premier League goal. And he's not scored for, I don't know, two years in general or whatever. You sort of think to yourself, he's not really the answer, is he? I, I like the idea of bringing Louis Barry on. The only problem with that is, and it's not a problem, 
we'll just we'll just need to adapt our game to it. He's obviously not a target no. man, is he? He's a, a ball on the deck. You put the ball through to him. He's like a Defoe, and he'll go for it. Um, and obviously, you know, he's got a very good shot on him and got good speed. So it wouldn't be at the case the last 10 minutes, let's hit yeah. the ball up. We'd have to get out of that trap. It'll be okay. There's 10 minutes to go. We've got Barry on. It needs to be balls behind. It needs to be balls in the channels. Do you know what I mean? And then maybe that might, maybe maybe that's a change that we need because long balls clearly yeah. don't work. Yeah. So maybe that's so maybe that's what we need. And with Jack in the team, Louis Barry's got every chance of scoring. Um, he's got a very good shot on him. He's got good speed, and we saw that he combined speed and um, his agility against Liverpool. So we know he's got it. He's just a lot to put on a seventeen-year-old. But when you get dubbed one of the best teenagers in the world or Europe or whatever. Um, he's shown that he can handle it because he's doing very well in the under 23s. Um, if he wasn't that good, he would be in the under 18s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's getting there. Um, next season, would I like to be in Davis's position where he's a bench player? Yeah. Or would you, ex- okay, would you accept if next season a top championship club says, can I Barry on loan for the season? Would you say yes or would you be greedy and want to keep him? In case and just have him on the bench or a third choice striker. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I honestly, I think if we go and sign a Tammy or an Eduardo in the summer, hundred percent loan him out. Yeah, fine, happy with that. If we don't, and we're just going to see how Wesley gets on, then I would personally keep him because the question marks over Wesley for me are still going to be there until next season. So. It, it literally just comes down to if we sign a striker, a top striker, then, yep, let him go, loan out, yep, brilliant. If not, then um, I'd probably keep him. So it's it's an odd question, but just just to answer the question outright, um, I, I would say, yeah, loan him, loan him out. And um, like I say, if it comes back to haunt us, then, you know, then it's, it's on Smith and... Lang again for not signing a striker or whatever the case may be. So yeah, I would loan him out. Yeah, I would loan him out. I'm looking at top six though. Anything others? I don't want any Wickums or any of that riff raff taking him. It has to be a top six, top eight team. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I want him to be with the pack that's getting ready for promotion. You're going to learn so much trying to get a team out of the championship. Um, I think it'll be massive for him. I think we'll buy another striker next season. I really, really do. I think next season we'll see Watkins on the wing a lot more. Um, I think we're going to sign either Tammy or Edouard as a target man. Even though we'll have Wesley still, I can still see another striker coming in. Because obviously this season, you can tell, we need another yeah. striker. That's the difference between where we are now and maybe sixth position is another striker. But yeah, um, I'd love to see Barry going out on loan um, and, doing stuff, and doing something. But like you said, if we don't buy a striker, then I'd rather loan Davis out and have Barry as the third choice striker. Um, it's a lot of pressure for a young lad, but if you're going to do it, then you need to take your chance. And I think Barry's got more of a chance. Like he took his chance against Liverpool. Do, do yeah. you know what I mean? So he's taking his chances. He's doing he's doing some good goal scoring in the under twenty three. So yeah, you don't know until you throw him in. Yeah, I agree with that. And like you say, the the. That, like it'd be good to see him go at somebody like if arguments say like Brentford don't come up, you know, like a proper good footballing club like that, like Swansea are playing good football, 
you know, a, a club that's going to play really good football um, and teach him, you know, under a proper good coach that can show him the way. You know, I don't want him to go, you know, I know he'll never go to Birmingham, but I don't want him to go someone like that where they've got like a Lee Bowyer who's just going to, you know, not play the best of football and it's just going to be dirty and gritty because it's not going to improve him as a player. So it'd be like um, yeah. Tammy, like you said, went to Swansea under a good coach and he come back better, you know, for Chelsea and then eventually us as well. So, you know, it's it obviously needs to be a top six club, but I want him to go to a, a manager, a coach, a proper coach now, not somebody like, like argument's sake, if Albion go down and stick with Big Sam, that for me is a no-no. Because the way Big Sam plays, just it's not really. I'm not saying it's pretty football, but it, you know what it is. It's just going to be route one over the top, and he's going to have to try and find the ball, you know, somewhere in the six yard when it lands from Johnston. Do you know what I mean? Like that. That for me is just not going to improve him as a player. So, even though it might not be, you know, like for me, if Albion do go there, and I think they'll come straight back up, even though it might not be a club that's going to come straight back up. And maybe the easy option without him having to move from wherever he lives in the Midlands, but just for his career at that young age, it would be superb to go under a top coach. Yeah, 100%. I mean, absolute banter, though, if you went to West Brom after all the fuss about him. <laughs> yeah. uh, choosing us over West Brom. He's probably banned Barcelona. anyway, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite funny if he went back there. I don't think the fans would accept him. Um, <laughs> that'd be quite funny. Um, I think we've absolutely rambled on a lot. Uh, I forgot even what game that we're talking about here. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we've got Spurs next. Christ. Uh, I think that's the perfect place to um, end it up. Um, and uh, hopefully, when we do the review for the Spurs game, it's uh, not about a loss. Uh, even though that we do lose the last few games, we're still having quite a few uh listens on our uh, podcast so we'd like to thank yeah, you for all thank you. listening in uh yeah it is really really good um no one likes to talk about a uh, a loss or a 94th minute equalizing draw but it is it is what it is um we'll do a podcast for every single every single game good or bad people need to know the reaction need to know you know what people think and uh, what we have got planned as well, in the international break, um, I think there's two weeks where we don't have a match. So instead of being radio silent, we're going to do a Q&A. We're basically on Facebook and Twitter on our accounts. We're going to put a post up where people can ask questions. And we're going to have five questions from Facebook and five questions from Twitter. And we're just going to answer them. So start thinking. Uh, we'll put the posts up when the international due. Uh, when the international break starts. So it's obviously not for another week or so or yeah, two weeks, is it? But um, yeah, just so give you an insight on the, um, on what we're going to do. We're also thinking about doing a uh, international player one where we talk about what Villa players have been on international duty and how they did. We're going to see how that goes, but yeah, we've got plenty of content all lined up. We don't want two weeks worth of, uh, silence we want to keep it going we want to keep our following going and keep the content going so like i say after every podcast if you don't follow us on facebook and twitter do give us a follow um there's um, a lot of content on 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 there so give us a follow but um apart from that i hope we haven't bored you for the last uh, 40 45 minutes um thank you very much again for 
giving us your time out of your day and uh, we'll list, we'll we'll hear from you when we put the review of the Spurs game but thank you thank you guys much. thank you so much and as I said we are going to put up the poll about uh, Conza and Target um, on Twitter so oh yes just keep an eye out for that like I say, I'm going to pretty much post it as soon as I've finished uh, editing this like I say it is just me and Gary doing it in our own homes and we do it when and where we can so <laughs> thank you for giving us a listen yeah. you know, when we just ramble on and talk nonsense for a good well with Amy for 30 minutes it's gone on for 40 minutes but <laughs> thank you for everybody that listens to us talk waffle um, but yeah thanks guys and uh, we'll see you on the Tottenham review up the villa bye bye